It's July. <laughs> it's July, <laughs> twenty twenty one. We'll find the number later. <laughs> it's a number higher than fifty, lower than a hundred. Yes, it is July fifth, <laughs> which means that you know we are not at work. Although I still have work to do today, and I already went to a work meeting today. You already went to a work meeting today? This is what happens when you work with Irish people and Canadians. Irish people and Canadians don't understand. You're well, right. But you know what? They care on, you know what? Canada, Canadians care. Canada Day, July 1st. Yeah. And I didn't pay any attention to their holiday, so I can't really <laughs> expect them to pay any attention to, to this holiday. <laughs> and we can talk at another time about whose independence we're really celebrating anyway. Right? If we're just going to get, you know, if we're going to be honest right? with ourselves about it. Well, and I think uh, I think last year we said that we both weren't really celebrating this. So no. I don't really celebrate Fourth of July anymore. No. Mm. So, all right. Good, good day. Starting, starting it off spicy. It's so spicy <laughs> with hating white men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, it's just white people, let's just be real. And people who... Hey, never mind, I haven't drank this coffee yet, so I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is going to be really fun to listen to later. I can't wait. I'm sure. Um... Mm. So, you know, I just realized we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Island. I'm Miranda. And um, we dove right in. (laughs) We dove right in and we know most of you. So it's okay. It's true. (laughs) We do this for all of us. (laughs) It's true. Um, But I am always amazed by who listens and who texts me to let me know that they've listened. And I'm always like, oh, okay. And uh, I had a coworker from Levi's. What's up, Lisa? You texted me the other day, and I was so excited. So thank you, because she was like, "It was just awesome to hear your voice again and hear you and your sister laugh." And and again, it's like talking with the Williams sisters at your kitchen table at a really drunk party. It's true. Although today we're not drunk. Not yet. The day is young. It's true. It's not yet noon. You can't say you've been drinking all day if you don't start in the morning. Truer words never been spoken. I believe mom told me that. Probably. <laughs> Sounds about right. It went along. It went along with that T-shirt that you had that said "beer." It's not just for breakfast anymore, right? The other shirt that I have from mom is "How can you soar like an eagle when you're working with a bunch of turkeys?" (laughs) Really love that one. (laughs) So dumb. But you know what? Our parents owned a T-shirt press that they had at the bar, along with many other weird side projects and side hustles. So. We were bound to get some weird shirts and some weird mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. That is true. James way. <laughs> if oh, you were lucky, we're... what you got from them was t-shirts and not dog turds. If you were I lucky. Just, I was just telling my boyfriend this the other day. That dad used to mail dog turds to people. If he didn't. And it's usually someone he knew. but didn't... Always someone he knew. It's always someone he knew. He never like sent it like sight unseen. And no. everybody knew if you got something from Three Lakes, Wisconsin in a paint can. Avoid it. Like, yeah, do not open yeah, the can. Do not open it. But I love that our dad was like, this is a good idea. You know how illegal it would be? Yes. To mail dog shit today? Well, I'm sure it was illegal then. 
<laughs> it was illegal then. <laughs> the, by the way, the same canning crap that Dad had, do you remember he used to send us big pails, like paint cans, with like a letter in it and like treats and stuff like that? Like mm -hmm. sweet things. Same, same operation, mm -hmm. but with love, not dog turds. So yes. it just says a lot about his reach. Well, it also says a lot about our upbringing, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that we were raised in a bar. Not just that. Not we were also raised by people who legit, if you did something that they really didn't like, on the docket of things that might happen to you is you might get dog shit mailed to you. you might as if it were a gift. Mailed. So, like, don't fuck up the hunting trip. Never. <laughs> Don't ever fuck up the hunting trip. Never make a mess in the in the ice shanty. Like, there's all these things that guys should do and mind themselves. and uh, Or make a good meal. Don't, like, freeload. Then you won't get dog shit mailed to you. So. And all I can say to that is that for everybody who thinks that Miranda and I are harsh or truth bombs or whatever, our behavior is so restrained restrained our behavior is restrained versus our parents you know and you know what and we also like we get paid for like a living we it's have also true and we pay taxes on time or at least close to on time <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we're responsible <laughs> it's true it's true if you look at our 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 beginnings you know we we are refined women of taste at this point <laughs> we're women of the world yes we are <laughs> refined taste women of the world well and speaking of refined taste <laughs> oh let me open what what you got in your cup or i guess what you got in your can at this point <laughs> the best part about this is that after talking about what refined taste i have i'm also about to tell you that i bought a beer entirely for the label and the very bad punny joke that is its name. Hit so it. I am drinking a beer from Gazellig Brewing, which is in Newton, Iowa. It's about uh, like an hour and a half west of here. It's close to Des Moines, close to Des Moines, Iowa. And they've been making some good beers lately, but for a while you could only get them like if you went to breweries like or um, brew pubs, like, you know, pubs would have it, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to find it in cans. What I found couple weeks ago is a beer called Hosta Situation. <laughs> Hosta Situation, dum-dum. Oh I God. know it. And if you look on the label, there's a picture of a Hosta with some cartoon eyes behind it. Like hold it's on. a hostage hold, situation. Hold, but it's um, hold on. Hosta. I definitely just screenshot you because you're showing me the can and so how excited good. you are. So here's, here's the best... The description, what I referred to, what Pat refers to on video games as the flavor text. The flavor text, really. So this is what it says, which it's such, it's such a wild mix of metaphors that makes no sense together, but here we go. Live from the Nakatomi Plaza of the Midwest. <laughs> Not Rockefeller Plaza, but Naka Nakatomi. Nakatomi Plaza of the Midwest. <laughs> Which, okay. for those of you who, for whom that does not ring a bell, that is the plaza in Die Hard where a hostage situation occurs. Oh, shut up. It's the plaza in Die Hard? Yes. Where a hosta 
situation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. I definitely was like Rockefeller Plaza. No, it's a diehard reference. Shut yeah. up. Wow. Live from the Nakatomi Plaza of the Midwest, a.k.a. Legacy Plaza, comes another serious hosta situation. Our gorgeous courtyard is once again big and bad and in full bloom. We pinky promise that you'll love soaking up the sun and crushing sitches with us. You'll wish the hostas wow. took prisoners. This year's sitch is irresponsibly hopped with lotus, citra, bergamot, and pacific jade. The whole, crew is certifi- the whole crew is certified orangey and citrusy and guaranteed to make you exclaim, yeah, buddy, until it's time to declare <laughs> that cabs are here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> so from the list, so you, from yes. the list of hops, you would probably be able to guess that this is a hazy pale ale. Um, it's only 5.7% ABV. So for a hazy pale, it's very oh, non and drunkening which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, I will say that I, I don't know that I've really had experiences where like I bought beer for the label and was disappointed. I've had times where I bought beer for the label and I was like, it's all right. But most of the time, if they put the bother into the label, they put the bother into the beer too. And it may or may not be, you know, my most favorite flavors or whatever, but usually I feel like it goes pretty well that if, like, you bothered with the label, you probably bothered with what you put inside, too. So, so yeah. Truth. That's what I'm having. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for your hosta situation. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard references. I can't. Bless the people who love Die Hard. That's a whole nother class of human being. It's amazing. It's and true. I'm a fan. Yes. Absolutely. I'm a fan. Um, well, and I actually watched Die Hard the first time. Full all the way through. Didn't fall asleep with you and Pat this year on Christmas. It is. It is one of the best Christmas movies ever. It is a Christmas movie. Yes, I completely confirm. Absolutely. That. Um, um <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my my beverage of choice today? I am. It's adorable. I love it the graphics on it. So cute. It is. It's indeed brewing, which is down the street from me. You've been there with me. Mm-hmm. And this is the Tangerine Cream Ale. Um, and I love, what is, what does Pat call the verbiage again? In video games, like people call it the flavor text. It's like the description of like your, Ah. your weapon or your special skill or something. Got it. All right. Well, this is a, you know, notes of tangerine, citrus and crisp. Didn't know that was a note. Flavor, but (laughs) But okay. It is. Um, it says peel it open, tangy yet sweet. Tangerine cream ale is a dream to drink. Puncturing the pull tab of one brings immense satisfaction, similar to the feeling of peeling back the rind of a bright orange citrus fruit. Aww. So, yes, it's a very, very sweet. Well, actually, it's not even super sweet. It just has a really great aroma of tangerines. And it's just a regular ale, so it's not, like, heavy. It's 5.5, so it's just, like, a really drinkable beer. That's way I can put it. But with, like, a, I love citrus beers. I'm a yeah. sucker for shandies. I'm a sucker for anything sweet. Oh, and especially when it's hot like it is where you are right now. Holy cow, Minneapolis is hot. It's, so it's going to be 95 today. What's it in Iowa? It's all, It was only like 87 yesterday, and we're like five hours south of you. So I'm, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but you guys have consistently been hotter than Iowa, or as hot yeah. as. Yeah. Well, I hope this trend does continue, because by the time that you and I go to the Hinterland Festival... 
I hope that it stays relatively cooler in Iowa than it does here in, in Minnesota. I hope it mm-hmm. translates because, ugh. Yeah. Going to a festival in 95 degrees? Ugh. That. I will forfeit my ticket. <laughs> Thank you. I will um, go to the nearest bar and not go. Yeah. Um, the beer that you are having reminds me of another thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the podcast because we didn't podcast in June because June was fucking Stupid. garbage. Yes. It can go die in yeah. a tire fire. It was horrible. Um, but one one good thing that did happen in June is that um, Miranda and I were able to go to um, a cousin's high school graduation party because it was outdoors and everybody was vaccinated. So that was delightful. And um, the family event was in Shawano, Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. is pretty close to Green Bay. Like if, if you're not from Wisconsin, like Green Bay would be the big Green Bay and Appleton are the biggest cities that are kind of close to Shawano. And Shawano has a brewery called Stubborn Brothers Brewing that is inside an old theater. And they touched as little of that theater as they possibly could. So they still have an orchestra pit. They still have the full marquee out front. Um, It is beautiful. I cannot recommend Stubborn Brothers Brewing highly enough. Now, I know not everybody is going to go to rural Wisconsin (laughs) to go to something like this. But, you know, if people but, are on their way to Lambeau Field, like mm-hmm. the Packers game or something, or if you're headed to Door County, yeah, you know, you could definitely swing by Shano and Stubborn Brothers Brewing. I also think that, like, that little downtown street in Shano so is cute. just so quaint. It's straight up the Gilmore Girls. I was not ready for how liberal and cool it was. And I just saw a whole lot of different people there. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to see diversity. I was surprised. And then on top of that, Stone Brothers Brewery was so good. Every beer they had was really good. And I did buy a number of Prowlers. I yeah, and, and the reason that I was reminded of it while you were talking about the tangerine cream ale that you're having is that one of the beers that stood out from Stubborn Brothers was the Tangerine Sour IPA, which I bought, which is like a cross between a sour and an IPA. It's just like it suggests. And it's got tangerine, but it is not sugary. Like it tastes like you are, like it smells exactly like tangerine. So their fruit beers were, we had two or three, we had like a cherry one. The cherry wheat. Um, the tangerine one, and then there was another one that I can't remember. There was like a blackberry one and mm -hmm. um, a peachy keen. That's what it was, the peachy one, where all of them smelled exactly like the fruit that they were, not the fruit flavor, you know? It smelled like actually like you cut the peach open and you are smelling that. But the beer itself was not sugary. Agreed. It was... Top notch. Top notch. I, I just said top notch. I hate us. Please, Island. <laughs> With this, I. We gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, because we are. Who we are. <laughs> well, and of course, if anybody is listening to this in stereo, it's bad enough that we sound like each other. But when we say the same things <laughs> in stereo, like that's probably, probably disturbing. And, and I'm sorry. And it, we might as well just be in The Shining. I know. This. So we don't look the same, but we sound no. the same. Yes. Um, and we make the same jokes. Um, anyway, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me of Stubborn Brothers. I, I actually have, they said to like consume your crowler 
within 24 hours. There was no I, way. Fuck off. I There's no way. I So I have two crawlers left. Yeah, I have one I had, left. I, you got one left? I got three. I shared the Tangerine Sour IPA, um, but I still have my Cherry Wheat and my... I might have done the Peach Akeem. I can't... I can't... I need to go double check what I bought. But anyways. It, for sure the Cherry Wheat was delicious. Um, anyway. Well, since we're moving through the month that we missed June that we missed what projects have we been missing what have you been working on mm. well let's see I what have I done so I this is not a project that I did but it was a project I had to contribute to um, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the podcast but our furnace died here um, on the coldest days of the year in January <laughs> So we had to have an emergency furnace replacement, which, you know, luckily we only had to be like 36 hours without heat and we had space heaters and, you know, we survived it. But when we got the heater installed, the people who replaced it forgot to clip the the hose onto the humidifier for it to drain. So it detached two weeks after installation and it flooded our basement in February. So that was... Super fun. And we've basically been waiting until the contractors had time to come and replace the basement floor. So that is what is, that's the big project around the house right now is that we had to move everything out of the space where the floor was damaged, which turned out to be the, almost the entire basement. (laughs) Because, yeah, because, um, just because of the position of the furnace relative to the, the, rooms that are in the basement right like the furnace wasn't off in one corner the furnace is like in the middle of the basement because previously the basement wasn't a place you would hang out in but when the house got remodeled you know some number of years ago they remodeled parts of it to be finished the furnace is in the unfinished part but in the part of the unfinished part that's closest to everything else so anyway so the floor is down it looks beautiful that is awesome Um, and so now the next project is that they're actually going to take all the flooring that wasn't damaged because we couldn't, um, what we wanted to do originally is we just wanted to patch it. We wanted to buy the exact same material and just patch the parts that were damaged and keep the rest, but that product isn't made anymore. So we were like, okay, well, the flooring in our house is the same on the first, yeah, it's the same everywhere. And the upstairs part was having problems because the previous people who installed it didn't measure things properly. So there are gaps that they had filled with caulk, but of course caulk shrinks over time because it loses water. And so our upstairs floor looks like, it looks like I installed it. Let's be perfectly honest. It looks like somebody who does not know what they were doing installed the floor. So it's there, but it ain't good. And so what we decided to do was to salvage everything from the basement that wasn't destroyed so that we could actually patch the upstairs floor to make it look like a proper floor yeah yeah. so um so that's that's good at least we feel like we're not wasting as much material as we had thought we would be so that's good um but anyway so that's the big project has been like um moving things around uh you know making sure that we um got things rearranged so that they could be properly done and that we weren't messing things up by walking on it too soon. Right. So that's the big project. Um, And then 
this weekend is this is the first weekend that I've had like substantial free time in quite a while where I just hadn't like booked it up with a bunch of other stuff or work or whatever. So I decided to make Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Miranda. <laughs> the way he just said, I decided to make Rice Krispie treats. Like You're supposed to be elated and you just sounded. Well, I am elated because in the end, I won. <laughs> I defeated all the different ways that this was trying to mess with me. But basically, it's my fault. Um, We've discussed before that we do not like to waste food. We don't like to throw things away. Like, to any extent that you can actually safely not throw food away, like, that's better for the environment. It's better for everything. And I had made Rice Krispie treats for a friend's birthday, like, some number of months ago. And I made them with marshmallows that I had bought from the grocery store because I'd forgotten that I had marshmallows at home from something else previously. So when I made them, and in case anybody's interested, the Smitten Kitchen Salted Brown Butter Rice Krispie Treats, I will never make another Rice Krispie Treat except for that recipe. It is so good. It was recommended by my friend Jaquetta. She was mm-hmm. absolutely right. She said that she used to make them something very similar to that in her restaurant when she had a restaurant. And she said it was yeah. the thing that was most commonly stolen by her employees. Stolen? Because <laughs> oh okay, it was so, so good. So it's Smitten Kitchen Brown Butter Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, it's like salted brown butter Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, salted but brown butter. Okay. I'm lazy and I just use salted butter. So then yeah. I don't have to add any extra salt because there's plenty of salt in the butter. Um, so I made them for a friend. They were awesome. But when I got, after I'd done the grocery shopping to make them, I got home and realized I had like most of a bag of giant marshmallows. And I was like, oh, that was so silly. Well, when you buy Rice Krispies, the cereal, you really have enough for like two batches. So they're huge. It's a lot. Yeah. So I was like, yesterday I was like, I'm going to make Rice Krispie treats with what I have because I know I have everything I need. Girl, when I tell you. Melting old marshmallows? Mm-mm. <laughs> I think Mm-mm. marshmallows are a thing that definitely have... Despite a shelf life. How, they have a shelf life despite being shelf-stable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, like, and I can explain to you exactly <laughs> what the problem is. What's the problem, Island? They, they lose their water, and mm-hmm. so the outside becomes stiffer than the inside. Right. But then the inside is fine, right? So you can still use, like... Old marshmallows that are old as shit are just fine for s'mores because you don't need them to be wet for s'mores. You just need them to toast, which they'll do just fine. And actually, I think they might toast even faster. Probably they toast better because you don't have as much water to fight. And then they sort of seal off the water on the inside so they don't become rocks ever, right? That's kind of a a genius thing, but they sort of... This is going to sound really gross. It's the same concept when you dry age a steak. Is you basically like... You just said dry age a steak and marshmallows. I did. You are really... I did. I'm impressed. Is it Peter Luger or uh, what is that steakhouse in New York that's super famous for dry aging their steaks and cash only? Well... They'd love this analogy. Continue. Yeah, I'm going to push my glasses back up my nose because this is a very nerdy conversation to have calculations Mm -hmm. (laughs) you lose the water in the outside so it actually seals in the water that's inside because it's Mm -hmm. a it creates a crust 
kind of. And so on a dry-aged steak, that's what you're after, right? It, it's dry-aged, but it is more moist than a steak where you didn't do that because there's no conduit to get the water out. Marshmallows do the same thing. And like we were saying, for s'mores, it's no problem. When you are trying to then make a Rice Krispie treat, it does not work. So basically for these, this recipe, you melt the butter and you make a brown butter. Like you cook the butter until it um, you know, caramelizes a bit. And then you add your marshmallows. And the marshmallows are usually so moist that they just melt down into the butter and you get your mix. And then you add your Rice Krispies, mix it up, spread it yeah. out, you're good. When I tell you all it did was like clump together into one giant... <laughs> clump of marshmallows swimming in a sea of brown butter it was oh it was not good you you were pan frying marshmallows basically (laughs) like you would a steak a giant and so i was looking at all these websites about um what do you do about marshmallows that are old and stale and all of the websites were like well you can remedy this the same way you would remedy uh, dried out brown sugar. You put uh, something with moisture into the bag. Yeah, like a piece of bread, like white bread oh, or, bread. Yeah. you know, whatever. And you leave it for a couple days and it will slowly rehydrate everything else. Island, sounds like you know how to rehydrate weed. Yeah. The problem <laughs> is that that doesn't work once it's already in the pot. Right? Like, I can't, I can't rehydrate that way once it's in the pot. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, this is definitely not going to work the way that it is. So the worst thing that I can do is give up here. What might work is any other version of rehydration. And if it fails, it won't fail harder than the failure I'm currently experiencing. So I got a half cup of water in a measuring cup. I heated it up so it wouldn't make everything seize. And I just right. dripped water into it slowly. You did. And it worked. You rehydrated marshmallows already cooking in brown butter with a slow drip. That is correct. Just like I was adding maybe like a half teaspoon to a teaspoon. Ah, teaspoon to a tablespoon of water at a time. And it That's like, worked. Fuck yeah. I know. I also am, I love your tenacity, your <laughs> dedication to not throwing these old ass disgusting marshmallows away and being <laughs> determined to eat them. They're not old and ass and gross, but I'm just saying yeah. I absolutely would have given up and headed to the store. I was close to it, but I thought, well, we'll give this one so, thing wait, a try. Wait, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I got a, I got an idea here. And I, I thought... If time is money, if time is money, and I choose not to think about that, <laughs> how much of these Rice Krispie treats made from leftovers cost you? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So the the marshmallows themselves cost what, like uh, two dollars, half let's, a let's, box let's, of Rice Krispie let's treats. Do- Hold on, let's let's do prices right pricing. And also, by the way, I might be going to something in an hour or so called Power Hour, and it's gonna be amazing. Nice. Anyways, it involves the prices right. Prices right prices are California prices, so yes. marshmallows are probably three ninety nine. Fair, fair. Okay. And then half a box, right. half a box of Rice Krispie treats, like two fifty. Mm-hmm. 
and the butter, um, a stick of butter, prop, like we'll say a dollar fifty. Sure. Um, and then we're just gonna pretend that I am not um, an academic psychiatrist <laughs> on vacation, but you know, normal people wages, fifteen dollars an hour. Yep. Um, that, How much time did it take you to research that, uh, that marshmallow situation? I'm going to go ahead and say that the marshmallow, the right, these Rice Krispie treats are probably worth uh, $40. <laughs> 40 dollars Rice Krispie treats. You know that you've kind of like defeated the reason why I you make fully Rice understand treats. that, yes. <laughs> oh, Island, this is. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't give up. I didn't get bested. And he didn't throw anything away. Nope. Oh, man. That is amazing. I mean, and, and not in a good way. <laughs> no, it's also, but again, it says your dedication to the cause. And um, I mean, it's better than me buying radishes every week at the uh, farmer's market and then not eating them. And also, but is by it the way, though? It is better. It is better because you're using shelf stable ingredients that still are past their prime and you still made something delicious. And I'm amazed that you were able to rehydrate them. There is no way to save radishes. Unless someone has a way, please text me or send a DM to our uh, Instagram account. Because when I buy radishes, they it's like, um, you know the rose in Beauty and the Beast? Yes. That's wilting over time. <laughs> and you have only a limited amount of time to get to it. And, you know, because Belle and the Beast need to find love and whatever. <laughs> radishes are that in my life like i the minute i touch them the clock is ticking yes. and i'm sure that like anybody else could buy radishes and things are fucking great but i can't leave them out i can't put them in the fridge i can't it is a time sensitive situation well and, and the funny thing i am the same way about radishes so i just stop buying them no i i shouldn't stop buying them i should know better but then i'll go someplace and i'll have some radishes and i'll have some butter and salt and I'm like, this is the French way, and it's so fancy, and I'm fancy, and I, I get paid to do a creative job. I get to eat whatever I want. And, like, it's fucking stupid. I went to the farmer's market with my boyfriend on uh, Saturday, and we're going, we went, we did, like, three rounds of the whole damn thing. At the end there, I was like, what do you think of these radishes? And he was like, <laughs> and he was like those look nice. And I was like, should I get them? Would you eat them? And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he, he literally just walked around with me while I, I, I fondled every radish <laughs> at the farmer's market. <laughs> I fondled every single one thinking he's excited about radishes with me. And meanwhile, none of us like radishes. And it's like, we're really not excited about eating them. And I didn't buy a fucking radish. Thank God. I'm so thankful. <laughs> but I was like, we buy these, right? And he's like, it's okay. I don't eat it. <laughs> well, and the fun, I, I have the same thing as you, right? Like, I haven't had... Um the French radish and butter and salt. But lately I've been having a lot of radishes like on tacos and on sure. like, you know, fresh garnish on things. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's like crunchy and it's got a little spicy. and da, da, da. But I, I have to stop myself and be like, you don't mean that. You are not going to consume that. You don't mean that. Let it go. And you will never eat as a, as you know, you live with one person. I am by myself, but sometimes with another and that means you will never go through the radishes. No. But that, that, that's... Not if that radishes. other person doesn't love them. Right? Yeah. Or if you don't know enough dishes to use radishes in, 
but usually when I have radish on anything, it's like finely sliced as a garnish, or maybe it's pickled on the side. And I'm not that creative when it comes to radish. Me I don't neither. know what the fuck I'm doing. I just love eating out. I literally, um, it's a radish tax. That's what it is. I go out to eat so I can have radishes because if I buy them, they die. Yeah. They're terrible. Well, I mean, they're technically already dead when I buy them, but they, they fade into obscurity yep. in the care of me. Yep. So. Same. Thank <sighs> That is, I love that our works in progress has become a how, how we eat, but that's fine. Well, I have been um, making one thing. What did you make? I did not finish it. It's a work in progress. Um, I am currently making the palila. I think I may have been making this when we last recorded too, but I am making the palila sweater, which is a cardigan. Um, with ha- it's like a grandpa par- grandpa cardigan with pockets. Um, mm-hmm. From Pom Pom Quarterly because apparently I only make things from Pom Pom Quarterly anymore. They got your number, Alice. Oh, they do. They really do. And so um, this um, sweater is, it is a very classic grandpa sweater. It's oversized. It's made in a fisherman's rib, which is a, Mm. um, It's it's kind of like a bulky stitch that sort of looks like ribbing, but it doesn't pull in like ribbing does. So it's like a flat fabric. I don't have, mm-hmm. It's not flat. It's, it is a non-stretchy ribbed fabric, if that makes well, sense. Well, and I would, I think that when I think of that, it's, yeah, it, it has the appearance of rib, but it, again, it's not pulling in. Right. But it also that, the reason they have that kind of fisherman stitch is like, it's an air yes. thing. It's about, it's insulating as well as, um, it doesn't catch stuff. So like, that's the reason that certain things are done flat because they don't catch things and it was a utilitarian style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a cardigan that has full length sleeves, and then um, it sort of, if I had made it in a uh, flat colored yarn with like a single color, it would have looked like it had a shawl collar on it. But I made it in um, the Wool and the Gang Billy Jean yarn, which is made from um, upcycled right? yeah upcycled denim and cotton. Meaning that um, what they did was they took cotton and denim scraps that would have been waste and broke them down and spun them into yarn. So it ends up giving you a marled look, even though it's a single um, yarn. Yeah, it's beautiful. So what I did, they had three different colors. They had one that was like the solid denim, which I didn't get. Then one that was mostly white cotton with a little bit of denim. And then one that was mostly denim with a little bit of cotton. And so I striped the bottom like they have you do in the um, original pattern. The original pattern is in Wool and the Gang shiny, happy cotton. So it's like a flat cotton. So I just made it in this other cotton yarn. Um, And so I have the back. I just finished the two front panels. Now I need to make the sleeves and the pockets. And then I need to sew it all together which means that um, I will never wear it. I was going to say, so we'll see this in two years. <laughs> uh, oh, it sounds like you're making great progress. I'll see this never. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I still have not finished seaming together all of the parts of the gingham cardigan, the penny cardigan that you got me cardigan. as a gift. So I've got, here's the dumbest part. Here's the oh, dumbest yeah. part, Miranda. I have set the sleeves into part. the shoulders. 
on the penny cardigan, this the sleeve, the shoulders are done. The seat, the sleeves have been set in. So how much seaming is left? Under the arms, the, the straight part, the very easy straight part. Wait, wait, That's wait. the part I haven't finished. What if I paid you in Rice Krispie Treats? <laughs> in forty dollar Rice Krispie Treats to finish that cardigan? Just finish because the cardigan. You're, you're going oh, God. island. It's so I dumb. I bought you that kit. I bought you that kit when I worked at Lucky Brand. Yep. And I've been working at Target for about three and a half. Oh, months. I am well aware of how long you've been working at Target. <laughs> Trust me, I am. Oh. I am well aware of how much I have dragged my feet on that. And this here's the other gag is that mm-hmm. every single time that I make a sweater and I get to the seaming part and I stop and then I finally do the seams I'm like why did I not finish th- why why do I keep doing this myself I've been knitting for literal decades at this point and I yeah 15 years and you would think that by now I know the seams don't take that long but it is, is it your fear of success? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's because you know. Smart people know. That's why they sabotage themselves, right? Yeah. I mean. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I feel more oh, than anything hard. that the amount of projects I purchase with excitement and the amount of projects I finish with that same excitement is zero yeah no project do i finish that i i get across the finish line going i fucking did it it's usually me going finally and then i usually never use it or i gift it or Mm -hmm. i in in anger put it away and then find it later and be like oh my god i made this like no well so i i think i mentioned on a previous podcast i finished the vara t-shirt let me mm-hmm. grab it quick because it's right here. So it's a t-shirt. Vara? Yeah, Vara. V-A-A-R-A. Also pom-pom quarterly, obviously. Because Island, <sighs> how's that kickback going? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, oh, so I purposefully sorry. picked this particular sweater because it's a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, it's top-down raglan. So it is re- no seeming. Like, literally no seeming. So I finished it. Mm-hmm. It's got this fun textured uh, mm-hmm. hem with yeah. a, it's a curved hem, like a. Cute. It's, yeah. it's called a shirt tail hem. Yeah, shirt tail yeah. hem. It's adorable. Um, and it, it went exactly like I wanted it to. Um, I did, I did make a mistake and I had to rip back, but like, that was me. I just wasn't paying attention and the ripping it back didn't bother me because the knitting was fun. So like it didn't, I, I wasn't upset about it. And uh, I, I finished the entire thing. I have not blocked it, have not worn it. So it, it turns out that it doesn't actually, I don't know how much it matters, whether or not I love the seaming or not, whether or not I find something that doesn't have seaming because it didn't have seaming and I still haven't worn it. It's just, I think that I, I get in these modes where I want to make a lot or modes yes. where I want to not make very much. And that's fine, right? I'm not doing this for a job, so it doesn't matter that my my excitement level waxes and wanes. Because in the end, I do wear everything that I have made. And if I don't, 
I do let it go. I have uh, given away sweaters and scarves and things that I wasn't wearing. And that's well, fine. I mean, it's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's the journey. Not the not the end goal. Not the, the destination. Yeah. The, you knit because it's fun. Right. Not because you're hoping for everything to work perfectly. I mean, that's the goal. But, but I would never I expect you, it to. Right. So it's kind of, I'm into it. Yeah. You should be. So there's, there's more than one reason to knit. Yes. Yes. So that is what I have been working on. How about you? Um, wow. I feel like I never have any works in progress <laughs> to tell you about. You I say that every time, but there always is something. There's always something. I would say the big project I'm working on right now um, is a surprise gift for somebody. I don't think they listen to this podcast. I could be wrong. But um, I'll explain this a little bit because anybody from Minneapolis that listens um, will know this place. So um, I've mentioned my boyfriend a few times in here, but... My boyfriend and I, we went to um, this place called Axeman here in Minneapolis. And it is like the combination of, and anyone from Ann Arbor will remember Harry's Army Surplus. Um, it's part Army Surplus, part Research Lab Surplus, part anything. <laughs> and I don't know where they get everything. We forgot to ask. But they've got every dang thing that you never thought you needed and if you're really into like working with circuit boards or and like doing like um home like hobby stuff you know as far as like um making little small projects with leds and things like that like indicators and things like that um or if you like uh you want scientific um glassware because you're doing something very particular but also if you want some weird glassware that no one really wants it's also there um and (laughs) weird bottles weird well and i will say just to throw in a random thing if the scientific glassware that they have is not standard scientific glassware i can promise you that somebody hand it's hand-blown glass oh interesting you think it's hand-blown glass? i'm confident that it is because there are certain things that cannot be mass manufactured but that a chemist would need or a soil biologist would need and so they have glass blowers that and they have historically always had glass blowers that work for universities or contract with universities to make the piece that's needed i've never heard that yeah. that's amazing well um i went to go visit one when i worked at the great lakes environmental research lab when i was in high school because we had a piece that we needed to replace so we had to talk to the glass blower I never thought of glass blowers in this capacity. Yeah. I always thought that was a little bit more of a, um, how do I put this? Niche market mm-hmm. or hop, like a, a craft mm-hmm. situation versus a, um, industrial. Yeah. Industrial use. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and these are non Pyrex brand, um, pieces and stuff. Yeah. So anyways, I bought a few, nice. um, but, uh, Anyways, this place is wild, and the people who run it, amazing and funny. And the signage is the reason to go alone. Um, I will post a few of those because they're hilarious. But while we were there, the reason we had gone there, actually, um, the reason, was that we are making a ghost detector. And I want you to, I want to explain that I'm not really making a ghost detector, but our friends are getting married in a cemetery this summer. And... There, it's a chapel at the cemetery, so it's a beautiful, like, it's a 
it's a place to get married. Mm-hmm. However, it's within a cemetery, and some people ain't okay with that. But a lot of us, like me, are. Yeah. And so we decided, based on the jokes that they put into their wedding invite about seeing ghosts and zombies, we should make a ghost slash love detector. Oh. And so it's so much fun. So my boyfriend Dave is really into, um, well, no, I say really into this, but he's teaching himself how to make these, um, I guess it's called PCBs, and how to wire this stuff, solder this stuff, add LEDs, like mm-hmm. how to like work through all of this stuff. And so we went through the whole dang place, picked out um, interesting switches, a project box, everything. And we're currently um, in the phase of um, I'm creating the graphic mm-hmm. that's going to go on the box that we're going to print. Um, it's probably going to be like a large sticker or something like that. But we just got a lot of ideas. We even watched Ghostbusters to get some ideas. Nice. Um, as I, we watch old Ghostbusters. I want to watch the new one just to see Strong what recommend on the new one. So good. Strong recommend on the new one. Okay, I'm excited. So. Um, also, like, watching Ghostbusters from 1984, now that I'm 38, holy shit did I not understand half of the jokes yeah. in there. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow, the thing's happening in here. Wow. It was just fantastic. Um, I'm really glad that we watched it, but... Anyways, so we're going through the process of that. So I am designing something. So I'm designing the graphics. He's working through um, all the electronics and running and creating a PCB for it. And we're also going to have an LED on it that has, it's like a 2 by 16 um, I think, L- yeah, LCD, I think is actually the, the phrasing of it. He's nearby and he's probably ready to correct me and bless, bless his heart because I'm fucking this up. Anyways, <laughs> um, but... As we work through this love slash ghost detector, there's going to be two operations. Like, it's going to have two different behaviors. It will either search for ghosts or search for love. And the answers that it will read out are going to be really fun. So it's going to be like, um, we're looking at, like, post-punk songs, metal songs, because both the couple are really into that kind of music. So, like, definitely putting some cure lyrics in there as, like, a response to love. Um, And then funny ghost ones, like... I wrote, oh my God, horny, horny ghosts nearby. Just kidding, horny goats. <laughs> like dumb, dumb jokes yeah. that are really funny. Because the other thing is like we're thinking, they both have kids. Um, this is going to be a new combined family. And there's going to be a lot of kids probably out and about. So this could be a fun thing to have around. Yeah. But anyways, making, making a fake ghost detector is really fucking fun. And it really just like challenged my brain. Like it made me sweat thinking about it. And, like, walking through that whole store, I was just like, but do I like the feel of this switch? Do I like the feel of this thing, this button? And, like, holy crap. And I know that everything is designed. I know this because I'm a designer. But, like, going through even the minutiae and recognizing that someone designed this LED light will have this height, this mounting hardware, this, this color, this everything, it's just... I was excited to go into Axeman and see the variety on Earth that has been made so far. And even the ones that have been, you know, essentially decommissioned and thrown away into surplus, someone designed all of yeah. them. It's amazing. So that is currently my project. Um, I say project, it's a co-project yeah. because I ain't doing all the, the heavy lifting on that. Um, but it'll be really fun. And so I think um, given how hot it is right now, I'm glad not to be sewing. I am glad not to be quilting. Yeah. My, I had three, I have three stand-up air conditioners in my house. One of them died, oh. so I only have two. So there's no chance of me 
putting out any quilts. No. And my, oh, because you know what I want to do? Sweat to death. That's I'm already sweating to death. I'm old and gross. Um, and then also my table is like filled with samples from my line review from spring. So it's been a um, bit of a hot mess up in here. Literally hot. Literally a hot mess. <laughs> Because I don't have my third air conditioner anymore. And I can't get them replaced. So this is, you know what? This is another challenge I need to figure out is how to add or fix a compressor or to recharge. I'm not sure which it is on ah. this extra. But no one services them. I didn't know this, Weird. but like window units and movable AC units are not really serviced. Huh. That's they a bummer. Really just expect, it's a bummer because like why would I buy it? If I just if thought I, it was going to break and die and I couldn't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Right? It's like a 300 to $500 piece of equipment. I have three of them. Yeah. That's how important they are to me. Right. I, and I bought them, but I'm now out of the warranty on one of them. And so, therefore, LG doesn't service them, but also there was no service provider in this area. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, that tells you something about the United States because I promise you yeah. that if you were in... Vietnam, if you were in Hong Kong, if you were in Puerto Rico, there would be people who would you could hire to repair yes. things because in the United States we've just gotten this and this is a thing that happens actually here in Iowa too that so few people wanted to go into repair or any sort of like independent contractor business, right? That when something bad happens, you have to really dig to find anybody who has the time to come help you with it, right? The only reason that we even have somebody to work on our floor that isn't flooded is because the floor got flooded. And so then insurance, you know, helped us find a guy who would do the work. And then once we found a guy who could do the work well, we were like, well, we will pay you out of our pockets and not insurance money to do the other repairs that we need done because we cannot find any other human beings who will do this work that, you know, and, and I think it's just this idea in the U S that like, if you're a person who does repairs and contract work and things like that, like that's not a, a desirable job. We don't pay properly for us. So people don't do it. And we also have this idea that everything is disposable. Like who would dispose of a $500 piece of equipment as, as their first option? Right? Like, the first option should be to fix it, if you can. The, fr the first option is definitely to fix it. All the I bought a high-quality piece of um, machinery for a reason. Like, I bought good equipment because I assumed, based on the ratings and everything else, I could service it myself to a certain degree. And then when it came to one of these things about a using a compressor or recharging it, that it would be something that, you know, that's handled by other people. And I'm wrong. They just, they'll, people will recharge your car's air conditioning. They'll recharge your um, home central air unit, but not these portable units. So yeah. it's just such a weird, I'll keep looking. I'm going to keep trying. But Lord knows that my best option at this point is just to keep looking at YouTube videos and hoping I'll get it right. Yeah. But it's just not something in my, my wheelhouse. The other thing is, um, speaking of repairs and people who don't value that, that section of the economy that we actually really need mm -hmm. and that we, you know, like, especially when we think of Sears, <clears throat> the Kenmore um, repair people and stuff like that, the Whirlpool repair folks, we are getting back into the cycle of repairs, True. which is awesome. True. I'm super into that. I love that people are trying to repair their clothes. I think that tailors are making a comeback. There's a whole lot of things that are happening. But 
two people I know, one named Nels, one named Matt, they both have, one has a side project where they recondition um, and repair saws. Mm-hmm. And because it's, again, like a two-stroke engine kind of situation. But he's like, people just throw away chainsaws, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. That's not something you buy that frequently. But people are like, oh, I blew the mor- motor or I did something wrong. And he's like, you just need a belt or you just need something else. And like the other guy, Matt, he has a two-stroke engine repair shop. So he fixes people's lawnmowers, snowblowers, and he has a whole system so that like when you take in your lawnmower for the end of the season repair, you can also like get your snowblower serviced or store it there. And like, he's just like trying to like help people not throw shit away. Yeah. And it's, the thing is like, he had a successful career doing other things, but this is actually like a need in the community now, especially after this pandemic when people are like really mindful of their money, trying to make shit work, spend more time at home so they can do things at home. It's just, I agree. I think this is something that is sadly not fulfilled regularly enough. Yeah. So the one suggestion I might make to you that might be useful, I don't know if it will be, is that where I live, people advertise the things that they can do on Nextdoor. So Mm, a lot of people uh, will say, hey, you know, if you need stuff, you need the following types of things repaired, this is something that I can do. And the nice thing about Nextdoor is that they don't have to, like, pay for advertising. Because some of these people who have these skills, you know, like figuring out how to do advertising to get the business that you want is really tricky. Whereas if you're just go on next door and you advertise and nobody hits you up for it, at least you didn't spend a bunch of money on it. So that's, that's True. one thing you might consider is looking that's there. That's a good idea. And the people I know that do that as a side hobby that became full time had started on Facebook. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that makes sense about next door. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take a look at that because I'm just frustrated. Yeah. And I'm already, it's 95 fucking degrees here today. So that third air conditioner would make a big world of difference yeah. in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, well, those are my works in progress. <laughs> um, repairs. It sounds like your repairs. This is like a repair heavy summer. It's true. Um, so I realize like we can go on forever, but do you have any gold stars? I sure do. like to hit it. I have one. And I actually cannot remember who, I think you shared this with me. So I hope I am not stealing oh. a gold star from you. Uh, okay. Hit it. Like I said, June was horrible, truly mm-hmm. awful month. And I got my lols from the Instagram account, hot mess express pinky style. holy cow do I love this woman love 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 this woman so if you are in need of a laugh strong recommend to the account is hot mess express all one word underscore pinky style like your pinky thumb p-i-n-k-y style and that's all one word she's a comedian she is super funny. And what she like the what she does mostly, I think, that amuses me is that she's she's on TikTok, which I don't use, but she'll take from TikTok and put on Instagram. And what she'll do is she'll take somebody else's TikTok video where they ask a question that just belies <laughs> a total lack of understanding about what it's like to be a person who menstruates or you know, somebody who's getting judged for their body or whatever. 
And then she will just like totally destroy them in the follow up video. So like one of the most recent ones I saw were these two dudes who probably are famous. I wouldn't know on a radio show or a podcast where one guy says, did you know that ice cream can help with a woman's premenstrual syndromes? And the other guy goes, really? (laughs) And she immediately chimes in. She's like, okay, well, let me explain this to you because it's clearly something that you don't know, but it's something that we know about. Um, And I explained to you before how our menstrual cycles sync up. And the way she had explained it in a previous video was that like women all go down to the basement and have thumb wars. And whoever wins the thumb war, that's the person that everybody else's cycle has to sync to. So they all hold hands and sync up. And that's how it happens. It's so funny. So in the ice cream one, she goes on this, this tirade about how the ice cream, the most important thing is the type of ice cream. And what you need is Breyers, whole, the vanilla bean. Not It's only Breyers vanilla bean is the only one that fucking matters. Yes, that is exactly what she says. She's like, not not the extra creamy bullshit, not the French <laughs> vanilla bullshit. No, 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 no. You need the Briars natural vanilla bean. And then you warm it up in your hands and rub it all <laughs> over your uterus and your vulva to soothe your cramps. And it just, I, oh my God. I die. I die every oh time God. I see her do a video. Oh, I love her so much. She's, she's exceptional. I love her so much. She's great. Um, her tone when she's relate, she's so dry. She's really dry. That when she tells a story, you're like, what, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, right, so, so she's in a, she's an American comedian. The address that actually she has listed in her account is in Illinois, but she is a first generation American. And so when she does the videos, often she does the same accent that her mom has. Um, and so to hear her do the explanations of everything in that way with like, Oh, it's so, she is super funny. She is super, super funny. And she'll also do videos where she pretends, where she, um, acts as her, as a dad and a mom and herself. So she'll have like a taped on mustache, mustache. to be her dad. <laughs> oh, so cute. oh my God. Love her. Mm. So I think I'll go in the same wave in the same style. My gold star will be for Selena Spooky Boo. Oh, yes. And she's another comedian. Um, bless Instagram and TikTok for bringing the humor to the streets. Like, thank you for bringing it directly to us. Yes. So Selena is, um, I don't know if she's a stand-up comedian or just a funny account person. I'm not sure, but she is an American living in Canada, from what I can tell. And she makes terrible, terrible jokes that are actually hilarious. The dad jokes. The dad jokes are next level. Like, and her partner, I forgot his name at the moment. Adam. But she, Adam, yeah. She always was like, hey, Adam, Adam, hey, Adam. And she's already cracking. The best part is she's already cracking up. She can't hold it together. You already know it's bad. And he just, and he, she, his response is, what? What? Make it quick. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> like the make it quick. He's like, and he's so loving and patient. And the reason that he's even more loving and patient and amazing is that she has a uh, sleepwalking disorder. And... She is open about it. She shares video of herself because they like to... She's got, like, surveillance for it. And he sleeps sometimes on the couch to make sure that she doesn't 
cause more mischief. And she is just, she brings so much to the table as far as like dumb dad jokes, having a very loving partnership, being someone who has no problems making fun of themselves. And she just, it's the, it's the, um, I don't know. It's that honesty that I need. It's great. And it just, it makes, it endears she really does endear us to her by her laughter, her wheeze laugh, her stomping of her feet while laughing because she can't keep it together because she thinks she knows her jokes are funny and they're so dumb but so fucking funny. And by the way, like any dumb joke is actually a very smart joke. Like if you know you're gonna get a lot of laughs, that all it's all that matters. So it's like puns. I love puns. Well, and a lot That's of the dad jokes are puns. Pretty pretty punny. Yep. Um, so those are. I think the Instagram accounts, I agree with you about Hot Mess, uh, Hot Mess Express Pinky Style and Selena Spooky Boo because they are just, they bring joy to everybody when I post them or share them. Just the, and, uh, the, the very, very dry feminism of Hot Mess Express Pinky Style, which is both dry feminism, but then she just... The ridiculousness that she adds on top, like just no, because at first locker. you're like, oh, she's gonna get, she's gonna respond. Okay, cool. And then you're like, wait, this is insanity. This is crazy. <laughs> no, oh no, she just said rub ice cream on your vulva. That's <laughs> or like oh that's God. gonna solve, or that we have thumb wars to figure out how we're gonna sync up our cycles. <laughs> like amazing. Oh God, I love her so much. Um, and then I just love it, like. My friends and I, we all say Selena Spooky Boo jokes back and forth. Like, it's... Fuck, I can't. I, I, like, literally the salad dressing. Why'd you knock on the refrigerator door? It's maybe a salad dressing. And I'm like, I'm dying. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. Um, that is all. That's all I gotta say for Gold Star. Yeah. Well, I think they were good ones. And I hope... We hope that you enjoy the treats that those individuals bring to this planet, too. Because... <laughs> Mm, so good perfection uh, and on that note I think we are done for this time around we are well uh, where can where can people message us Island? Instagram Stitchcraft Sisters uh, perfect handled and we're on Ravelry if you no look there that. which is fine if you go there and then um, we also have our website stitchcraftsisters.com where mom loves to leave messages uh, yeah. and other people love leaving messages and you can also find all of our shows there if you don't want to download your podcast service yeah yep exactly so so we will eventually find the number for this podcast and let you know later yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening we hope to hear from you and we will talk to you again soon Thank you.